0: going to click record and go ladies and gentlemen oh, yeah. it's the mike rovin podcast <laughs> check this out there we go got to have the official introduction welcome back to the mike rovin podcast here behind the microphone again uh, always uh love to get behind the mics what i look forward to each and every week hope everybody's doing well who's tuning into the podcast you know life seems to be uh, Returning to some little bit of sense of normalcy, folks are starting to gather up, get together, feel a little more comfortable. So that's awesome to see. You know, one of the things that, one of the biggest things I think that's kind of shifted over this past year is, uh, you know, the big shift is sort of technology. We all started living our lives through technology a year ago. um, Only adding to the fact that we are completely inundated by media in almost every way, shape and form you know, from just regular news media to social media, to blogs, vlogs and podcasts and zooms and live streams. I mean, it is absolutely everywhere, which I would expect would make things even more difficult for a professional in the media field who needs to sort of was utilizing, you know, technology uh, as part of their job to really stand out because the gap started to close from the consumer level to the you know professional level. So I'm joined today by my old friend, I worked with in radio stations here in portland maine jeff ramsey also known as your favorite homie jr or that's me homie jr or jr what are we known as these days
1: you can call me anything mike i'm just happy to be
0: here buddy i'm so happy that you're here you know this is actually very cool to have a chance to interview you um, because, you know, I was sort of your your brand manager, your boss here for the radio stations in Portland, Maine, when you were here, and got to play some small part in your, you know, introduction into professional radio stations at the time. So it's been amazing to see your journey. You're now down in Nashville, Tennessee, major market radio, thousands of fans, maybe more around the <laughs> country. So um, it's pretty awesome. Thank you so much for doing this, J.I. I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, of course. I mean, when you when you gave me the invite, it took us a little bit to iron down a time, you know, I'm just wrapping up a prom tour, six schools in four weeks, it was a little bit crazy. Um, but I'm glad that we've been able to do this. And you mentioned it in the introduction, my first ever program director.
0: Yeah, really? That's, that's pretty cool. That yep. pretty cool. Yeah. I'm humbled by the whole thing. I really am. You know, it, it feels like a lifetime ago, but I really am humbled to, to have played a small part in that, you know, in your journey coming up so yeah
1: thanks it's been it's been wild i mean it's it's that it's that age-old story like i i knew that i wanted to be in radio ever since i was a kid i was kind of fascinated with that with the voice inside the little box inside of somebody's car right and for me to be able to get pulled in and mentored by rob Steele, who was the living legend when i was a kid it was it was the coolest feeling ever in the world and then to take that and then to then leave radio and then get a call from nashville a year later it was it's just been a it's been a crazy
0: crazy ride man it really has yeah and and to think of so that was when we first came together like maybe 2013 14 somewhere in that yep. ballpark.
1: i remember the first the my first official broadcast was january 6 2014 2014 okay yeah i i specifically remember that and before then i was just doing mixed shows right yep. yep so that was my way to get my foot in the door and i was like I don't care my name's on the radio to me it just didn't matter
0: because i was so eager and just excited at that time you know what i'm saying so so this was something or being a radio dj was something you always wanted to do from like way back when as far as you can remember
1: absolutely i mean i remember being a kid and just and being fascinated i was like wait a minute who, who whose voice is that how are they doing this and they they must be so cool they must be so rich right Which is kind of funny funny looking yeah. back at it but when you're a kid you kind of think that and then i remember being about 15 Recording my own pretend shows on the family computer, I would take the jock, I'd cut them out. I'd put me in it. Like I was talking to the artist. I had my own fake station. It was jazzy radio and I would play all hip hop and pop music. And dude, I was bit at an early age and I was like full in. I just didn't know how to get, get in per se.
0: Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, just thinking about radio from when we were in it together 2014 till now, 2021, which is really not that far, six, seven years. Right. Radio has changed, you know, absolutely dramatically, I I would think. Um, You know, I'm out of the business now full-time. I still do a little bit of stuff here and there part-time. But, you know, what's it like working in radio now? And I'm sure that's a a long list. But what's it like now compared to what it was like then?
1: Uh, I think... I, I don't know. I think the main difference for me is the, is just the, the, the style of radio that we do here. Now it's very, it's very a matter of fact is very to the point as fast as you can. It's very PPM. Right. Yeah. As to, as to when I began, it was like, I can just talk as long as I want. Cause it's a diary market. As long as people like us, we're going to do well. Um, but as far as the technology side, it's very, very similar. It's very, very the same. Uh, it's just things, I don't know, I'm hearing some crazy sounds. Yeah, is that me?
0: That. I don't know, my phone's big, off. So. Big of technology. Right. They clear it up.
1: Cool. Yeah, I mean, a, a lot of it's the same. Like when I first get to the studio here in Nashville, you got your, you know, Wide Orbit, similar to, to Scott, you know, studios. You got your Vox Pro. It's like, I'm a wizard on that thing. That's something that I know. Uh, the board coming in here to that, it's, a, it's an Axia board. It's super, it's like a spaceship. It was very intimidating. Um, I just say it hasn't really changed per se in the way that we deliver the on-air product because you're still selling air. It's just a a lot of it more. I kind of lean a lot on social media in a different way than I did when I first got into broadcasting. When I first got in, it was, let's tell people about what we're doing, right? Let's use another form of media to promote our form of media. And now I almost have to lean on that to where I'm doing TikTok Lives five nights a week during Hot or Not and special new music features just to get the phones going. Like yeah. even, even in that short gap from 2014 to 2021, people don't wanna be talking on their phone. Right. And for us being broadcasters, well, that's tough. A lot of what we do revolves around that. So how can we creatively engage with an audience that otherwise is there,
0: just not engaging? Right. Interesting, I, I definitely wanna dive a little further into that whole aspect of this because you have seen so much in your time. But I do wanna to ask too, in terms of like how radio has changed, one of the things that I think about between 2014 and now is just the sheer amount of radio or music channels that are available. And I wonder how that plays in if it does at all because I feel like there's sort of like the FM terrestrial radio and then, or maybe even Sirius XM in there and then but you've got sort of like pandora spotify i mean there's so many streaming channels how do you yeah. kind of go into it now does, do you even factor in you're like that's them and this is us or does that really play into how you guys program and approach radio
1: well that's that's i mean that's a really good question of course you you have to think now in 2021 we virtually have access to all the same music at the same time right on our phones right, right. so right. and anybody could listen to it at any time the trick is how do you convince that audience to listen with us? You entice them with, you know, giveaways and hookups and personality. One thing that you can't get from a Spotify or an Apple Music playlist is a personality, a friend, somebody to ride home with or ride to, to work with every single day. Like I'm doing PM drive. So I I kind of, I'm, I'm starting to really kind of build that, audience that relies on me being there now are they there for me no i'm just a bonus right they're there for the tunes right but if you can keep them entertained in between you're offering something that a spotify
0: or an apple music can't and that's human connection absolutely yeah i mean like you said i mean the one great divide that to to your point that i see is Someone's driving home from work, they can listen to you, they can hear what's going on in the community. If there's an accident on the highway or something that's happened, that's a direct line of information, which, like you say, is a completely different outlet than a Spotify playlist. Right. You're,
1: you're not going to be tuned into Spotify, listen to your jams, and then you know hear about what's happening in your town, whether it's good or bad, or just plain informative you're not going to be able to get that and i think i think that's one of the things that makes terrestrial radio still so exciting is because it's specific to your town and specific to your community and you're not going to get that anywhere else unless you're watching what the news
0: you know right. yeah and even that i think has almost become a little questionable these days you don't know what you're getting totally and you know to hear your local dj there's still something very you know authentic about that whole thing
1: it is. Cool. It's. It's. It's the cool. It's literally. I. I still get excited talking about it now. It's still one of the coolest feelings in the entire world to go somewhere and somebody say, "I recognize your voice." Yeah. It's the. It's just still, man. I don't know what it is. It's still the coolest feeling in the world. Just building that rapport with a town, especially a big one like Nashville. A hundred people a day move here. It's, crazy. it's a, a city of of over two million people coming from Portland, which is a city of eighty eighty thousand. It's such just a big jump, but it's still you in that room by yourself with that mic, and you're just doing the same thing, which is what makes it special.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point. And how do you find or how do you like Nashville compared to Portland? I mean, I think it's actually pretty neat because I I think Portland and Nashville have this huge, really well-established, thriving music scene, but yet Portland's is kind of like under the radar, kind of chill Portland, and then everybody knows like Nashville is the place to be you know how do you find
1: it uh, you know i find i mean all right i'll 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 be honest with you the first like year or two that i was here i was kind of here just for the job i really didn't give a care about the town it was just a step forward in my career to you know eventually just become more successful and what earn earn more money um but once i started to get my roots here once the southern hospitality kicked in which is a super real thing by the way people in the south are just so kind it's unbelievable that's when Nashville for me started to really kind of just bloom and I started to be able to take it for what it was. Now there are certain things about it that I try to avoid. I did the whole DJ downtown Broadway. It's like Vegas with country boots. <laughs> I try to avoid that now at all costs. Cause being out until 4 AM chasing down your check for a gig is just not something that I'm, you know, into, but yeah. Nashville, it is, it's, it's a, it's an interesting parallel with Portland because I've always thought, Oh, Portland has a great music scene. There's always there's always bands playing, there's always concerts going on. Like we were involved in a bunch of cool concerts too. Sure. Nashville to me has just been it's been it's it's kind of it's just been crazy, honestly. I I feel like I've really grown into my own as a broadcaster here and I've really grown into my own as a man here. And I think if I didn't make this move and come to this city that I didn't know by myself in a box truck, then I wouldn't have been able to find out what I'm capable of. Wow. That's very cool.
0: Yeah. So you were honestly vlogging, you know, this whole video, whatever you want to call it, video broadcasting, all the way back from when I first met you. I mean, that was something that you were already into when we met. It was something you were bringing into radio stations then, which was sort of unheard of. Like like you say, it was just a, a small tool in what we did. But you know, you were saying this is what we need to do to kind of make us stand out. You were bringing video production into radio production um, before it was even mainstream, you know. Thanks. And what what got you there? Did, was that something that was just innate in you, or was that something that you saw that you wanted to kind of bring to the table as part of your brand?
1: Well, you know, it it kind of it kind of it kind of stems back to why I even got into DJing, right? I got into DJing because I couldn't get every DJ in my in in Portland to play my song, so I thought I'm going to become the best DJ I can, sandwich my track in between Kesha and Pitbull, and what I have to say, right? Right. Right. Um. So as far as bringing video in, that was just another way for me to be able to showcase what I do on a different form of media. I've always been a believer in get your hands on every form of media you can, that way you can have the best, you know, presentation per se, right? I felt like people that are stuck to doing just one form, they're gonna become dinosaurs and they're, 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 they're gonna get left behind. And I was like, I never wanna be left behind. I always wanna be ahead of the curve. So me doing video was a way to showcase my music and then it became a way to, to be able to showcase myself as a DJ and as a broadcaster. And I felt like, why aren't other jocks doing this? Like right. they need to build their own personal brand. Because when I was a kid, radio DJs were the rock stars. Sure. It was it was theater of the mind then because that, you know, vlogging wasn't even a thing. But I was like, well, now you have that. Now you can showcase your lifestyle or what you want of it. You can, you can, you, you can come in and do videos for station. Promotions, it all comes down to what can you bring to the table? Is Mike Roven more apt to hire me just because I'm a great, great on the mic or because I can do video, I can go out to clubs DJ, I can MC, I can podcast, I can, and then you start to get into that, okay, this guy's wearing five, six hats, this yeah. is where we wanna go. It, me adapting all of these skills was to make myself become invaluable.
0: Right, right, so it was adding value overall beyond anything else
1: exactly it's like okay yeah we can bring him in to do this but by the way rather than hire another person or another person to do this well he can do those too right right
0: this is great so it was to make myself more valuable did you realize then so it leads me to ask how video blogging, vlogging, whatever you want to call it. Did you realize then how, how, you know, this track was going to go is now, like you say, it's mandatory to be an entertainer in any, or media professional. You have to be utilizing these outlets and not only that, but everybody's doing video stuff now, literally everyone.
1: Yeah. That's an awesome question. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really see it when I
0: began. I didn't really understand. Sorry. Is that my side doing (laughs) that? I, you know, I'm also just wondering too, it might be like the, the internet could, it just could be Wi-Fi connection. See that just fit, It dissolves out. We'll power through it. Wait, I lost you. <laughs> Hold on. Might be it. There we go.
1: How's that? That sounds good. We have a storm happening. I'm sorry. Well, I'm, oh, that could be it. I'm in, the, I'm, I'm in the South, man.
0: Hey, one thing we have all come to realize, though, in this past year, is how much we rely on this technology and the yeah. internet that it sits on. So everybody's have, the, you know, we've, I think we've all kind of got accustomed to this. So no absolutely, it could be on my end too. I don't know.
1: Right. So, so. to answer your question, no, I, I I didn't really see it as I'm ahead of the curve. I'm doing what other guys aren't. It was more, well, here's another skill that I'm starting to learn. Let me bring that to the table. Is just an, another way to showcase myself. I, I didn't have the foresight to see, you know, this is what every jock will be doing or should be doing five, six years from now. It was just a way to make myself stand out at the time because, you know, I I wanted to showcase the schools I was DJing and the parties I was doing. And then it's like, well, I can just bring this same form of media into terrestrial radio.
0: Right, I meant you were an innovator and didn't even realize you were <laughs> innovating at the time. I didn't know, man. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, it was a big deal that you, you found a way to incorporate video production into everything we did at the radio station. And, and that was mainly just because that was something you wanted to do. It wasn't mandatory. And now it's hundred percent mandatory. So it's pretty cool to see how you really did push that forward.
1: Yeah. Thank you. And it, it was, it was so weird because I remember when I gave my two weeks at the, at, at the queue, I decided, okay, I need to start vlogging full time, everything. I need to do it every almost. Every day. So I was doing like one or two vlogs a week. I said, because I'm so used to having the luxury of this microphone to communicate with my audience and all of a sudden that's gone. So what's another form of media that I can still do that with? Well, let me just put the camera in my face and I can talk to them that way. Yeah. And it was it was ultimately those vlogs of all those schools and all those paint parties and all those gigs and, you know, inside scoop of the radio and, you know, behind the scenes that ultimately was one of the main reasons that I got hired here in
0: music city. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. I I think about how much technology has changed, right. And what you needed to do your video work, even five, six years ago, which is not that long compared to what's available and accessible now. Yeah, no, I mean, has it been pretty crazy to see that? And then, you know, second part of that question is, has there been like a game changer thing in the technology where it just set things off to another level, you know, it's particularly for you.
1: Right. That's a, a good question. I don't think it's been one specific piece of gear. I think it's for me, it's just been how easily accessible everything is now. Mm-hmm. Like if you would think for me, I'm going to be rocking a sure SM7B microphone, running this into my, you know, DBX 286 pre, it's like, whoa, 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 this yeah. is way too much stuff. Give me a USB mic and I'll get the most out of it. Right. Right. Uh, but it, all this stuff, it's, it's not really as expensive as it probably was five, six years ago. I think a lot of it is a lot more easily accessible. And I legit taught myself how to DJ on YouTube. So I taught myself how to use all this gear on YouTube. Like you can find somebody to teach you, you can go to school for it, or you can really sit down, buckle in and just go caveman style for one week, two weeks and (laughs) learn everything online. And I think that's the biggest change is all the, information is now there for free. Yeah. And you can, you can literally learn how to use all this gear and wh- why it works, why you should use it, why you shouldn't, what you should do with it. And it's uh, up to you to watch and and decipher and read and everything is just so much more easily accessible.
0: Yeah. No, you know what? That's a really good point. Information, I think yep. must be or accessibility of information. And that probably that carries over to anything, right? Like a backyard car mechanic. You can go yep. on YouTube and find out how to change spark plugs or whatever. Yeah. Or you would, you would really have to work a lot harder to make that happen before. So. Totally.
1: It's all just it's all right there on your phone, on your iPad, wherever. Yeah. Wherever you consume your stuff, you can learn it whether it's it's podcasting, broadcasting, DJing, vlogging. It's all right there. It's just it's up to the person to say, "I
0: want to learn this stuff and I'm just going to dive in." Yeah. Yep. And so if someone is diving into this, you know, it was probably a little easier to stand out five or six years ago because there was a lot fewer people in the on the playing field. Now you're saturated. Everybody is Snapchatting, TikToking, Instagramming, everything. Yeah, what well. would it take for someone to, you know, stand out as a video whatever professional in this day and age where there's so much saturation in the marketplace?
1: You might think that that answer might be quality, right? You know, you know the old saying ever since we were kids, quality over quantity, right? Yeah. And then it got to a point where you just brought up there's, there's, there's so many people starting their podcasts, creating TikToks, becoming popular influencers on Instagram and Snapchat and just social media as a whole. But honestly, the answer that I would give you might not be one that you would expect. It would just be consistency yeah whatever it is that you create whatever form of media or group of form of different media that you create do it consistently do it every day and 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 the word create it it can kind of be scary because you're like ah then i gotta think i gotta be creative i gotta try to be no document what you do every day this goes back to when i used to watch gary v all the time before i got burnt (laughs) out on him because i'll never be as successful as he wants me to be um it was just document, create later, all right? Just be consistent and do something every day. I, I made this goal uh, Christmas break when I came home, and I said, I'm going to do one TikTok every shift. Okay. So, that, so that's five a week, right? Every live shift, I'm going to do one. And then I go, okay, what is it going to be? I'm just going to do a break, a break that I thought was informative, I thought that was funny, or it would help our local audience, right? Right. I go. I'm gonna film it. I'm gonna do the break live. I'm gonna pull the break, the audio from the skimmer, so it has that crispy broadcast processing on it, which we all love, you know. Sure. And it started as that, and here I am, you know, you know now, and I've just cracked twenty six thousand followers on TikTok. Wow. From nothing. Right. Right. It's just being and I'm not the funniest guy, the most creative, the best filmer, the best voice, certainly not the best face. So to <laughs> me it's just being consistent. Right. And 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 to flip that in your field, there are new podcasts starting every single day. Sure. And the truth is about a lot of them is they're gonna, you know, fizzle out in about six weeks. Right. Because people don't understand the 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 effort and the time commitment that this kind of thing is. Yeah. You know, you coming from broadcasting, coming from radio, you get it like you've done live shifts before. You understand what kind of time commitment goes into this, trying to be creative on the fly, right. how to how to serve up the same
0: thing over and over again in a different way. Right. So you're saying that you don't necessarily have to reinvent the wheel and come up with something spectacular. You just do you, and yep. you record that in some way, shape or form, document it and then figure out how to make it creative later exactly just do it do it
1: consistently just do it every day do it like just make yourself a goal like to me it was once every shift it's like i'm already in here anyway i'm doing live radio anyway why not just capture it on film and then just pick the the one that i thought was the best and post that right and then that turned into okay well what if i did have you ever wondered how does a radio host now know how to stop talking right before the lyrics to the song come in. And then right there, it's like, okay, I'm going to get a little inside baseball, but I'm not going to pull back the curtain. It's like, well, what we call that is hitting the post and here's how it's done. So then I started doing educational stuff, whether it was how to hit the post, how to phone calls wind up on the air. How do we do this? How do we, and, and the community that you start to build, that's your, that's your niche, you know, whatever, whatever your specific, you know, target that you're after consistently make stuff for that niche. And it's just going to continue to grow.
0: Right. Right. You know, it's, and it's a good point. I think one of the things that people have a hard time with when it comes to doing this kind of stuff is a having the time, right? I mean, that's always the first thing everyone says, but the thing I think that we myself specifically struggle with the most in doing this is putting yourself out there. I mean putting yourself sort of out there for people to sort of look at and judge and see Mm -hmm. you know think about so and and i one of the things that i've liked about this podcast is that week to week i've been just talking to my friends who are just amazing and you know as sort of experts in their field and passions and so forth but there seems to be like this these sort of overarching theme of like overcoming in some way shape or form and like for me right overcoming Doing radio on the, you know, on professional radio was a little easier for me because I could kind of sort of like put on a show, right? And this it's like just me, it's just me. And that felt far more uncomfortable for me, maybe because it was raw. And I, I think back to sort of like when you started in radio, and I think you were sort of working through some of your own personal challenges. You know, we all have these humble beginnings, right? How, you know, not to dive too deep, but sort of what was, you know, what were your humble beginnings and, and, you know, sort of what was it that you overcame and then, you know, sort of to get yourself out there. Cause that had to be difficult as it is for almost anybody.
1: Certainly. Yeah. I think, I think for me, it was two things. I don't know if you've, if, if you've heard it throughout this podcast today, but I've grown up with a stutter my entire life. Hmm, okay. I've just, I, I, I. I've done, I've done speech therapy. It just doesn't matter. It's almost like my mind is working too fast for for my mouth. Right. Right. Yeah. A lot of my friends know what I'm about to say and they'll finish the sentence for me, you know, which makes me so mad sometimes. We're like, let me get it out. Yeah. Just, just give me a minute. Right. Right. So, but there's something about broadcasting and it's, I almost attribute it to when I used to rap because you'll follow a cadence, you'll follow a flow, you're following the ramp of the track, right? right. So you, you can kind of get yourself into that rhythm, into that cadence, and then my stutter just goes away. Interesting. It's very, very weird. And, and, and I hear it's a common thing for singers as well, for that same thing, because it's a rhythm, it's a pattern. And I think one of the other hardest things for me is I've never been confident in myself. I've always been confident in my character, whether that was behind the DJ decks or that was on, you know, on, on the air. I was so much more confident being JR, the wild party guy, you Mm -hmm. know, than I was just being Jeff. Right. Because to me, it's like, JR is way more interesting, way more cool. (laughs) Jeff is so reserved. Like I don't like to go out anywhere unless I get paid, you know? (laughs) Right. Right. I'm a very, I'm a very, You know, introverted person that is living an extroverted life. Now, doing afternoon drive, I've been able to balance that out and really start to accept myself. Like, hey, you know what? Jeff is kind of cool, and it's a doing afternoons is a different is a different world than doing nights because it's all four to the floor, party time, go go go. And night and and afternoon is more hanging out, hanging out with with your friends, talking talking to the audience, just like I would. Chat with you or my buddy Dave, or with Rob, whatever. Right. So, those were probably the two biggest things to overcome, and the last one would be, and I think this is a common one for most people that get into broadcasting or podcasting. They try to be what they think they're supposed to be, rather than just be themselves. Right. That's when you start to get that old broadcaster voice, which I go back and listen to my air checks, and I'm like, woof. (laughs) It was just though, and but I didn't know any better. Right. And I thought I was dope. I was like, man. I'm so good. I'm so this and then I look look back and listen I'm like I can't believe I can't believe I even got hired in Nashville. Like right. off of those air checks. They must have really loved my videos.
0: Right, right, exactly. Yeah. Crazy. I mean, but those are three really big things and the first two specifically, you know, a, you know, the voice, you know, the stutter, overcoming that and the lack of self-confidence as you you as a person and, that, and that's something that I've lived with myself. I mean, to do to go from that to where you are today I mean that that's a huge transcendence and do you feel like maybe you've and you say you know maybe you're getting there more so now having the opportunity to do afternoon drive but do you feel like you've kind of leveled up a little bit sort of personally where you feel a little more comfortable being raw and being open and and yourself because most people probably only get a chance to hear you in 30 second to one minute you know snippets so you never get the chance to really just go let me just talk about this shit for a while, you know? Yeah,
1: dude. It's uh it's yeah, I mean, I'm I still think um JR is way more cooler and and he's he's the guy that I bring out for these prom tours and stuff. Um, but as far as doing, you know, PM drive, I've kind of learned to accept like, all right, people aren't here for that type of character. They're here just to kick it, they're here just to get home, here they're you know, favorite tracks yep. and be entertained, but you don't have to be over the top for that. So I've slowly become more confident in myself as just Jeff, like, wow, I can actually do a lot of cool things. And I think one of the things that I do well is I, I I,
0: I can connect with people r- really well, you know? Yep. That's gotta be me. I, I, I think it's I, my feeling is it's just the internet.
1: Sounds like yeah. a rattlesnake. I got yeah. scared for a second. <laughs> There's a snake in my headphones. Oh
0: my goodness. You imagine. Yeah. But
1: yeah, to me, dude, it's just, it's just, I'm um, I'm starting to get more confident in being myself, but it's, it's just a different version of myself because I'm so used to being what I thought I was supposed to be. And then once I started to find myself at nights, it was like, I get to be this great character. And then it's like, JR, I need you to completely switch it up now for afternoons, which is where I always wanted to be. Yeah. I just didn't know it would be such a big difference. You're you're no longer the MC rocking the mic. Sure. You're just hang you're just hanging out with your crew. Right, right. And different
0: audience, right? I'd assume at night it's much oh, you totally. After yep. you drive, you got professionals driving home from work listening in the car. So they they yeah. want you to be more real. And, and you know, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to kind of ask this that question and kind of dive in because I don't know that, you know, a little bit's here and there, but I think it's cool for your audience to hear that side of you because you know i'm sure they can connect to that And for me as a person you know i grew up listening to howard stern right like sort of one of my radio idols and what's what i always admired was his interviews were just real and you would get to hear sides of celebrities it wasn't anything about celebrity it was about who they were as a person and for me Mm -hmm. that's what i always connected to you know yeah i think i think
1: a way a way that i you know i i kind of give that out that um connection as well is TikTok. It has changed everything for me and I can't st- stress that enough. It's it's helped me become more confident in my person-to-person connection. I will set up my camera in the corner. I will go live for the last hour of my show. I'm doing the hot seven at seven countdown and I'm doing hot or not. The two most interactive things, it's a little bit later at night. So it's kind of that hybrid time where Everyone's home from work. Maybe they're leaving practice, whatever. Yeah. Um, but I'm just getting a stream of comments, and I'm just hanging out with these people like they're my friends. And as as weird as it sounds to say, they've genuinely become my friends. Wow. Yeah. They they come back every single night. Yeah. And and I have people listening on the app every day. Just but and they're not even in the same state. They're not even in the same city. It's like. Yeah, What is going on? It's it's literally changed everything. And you know, one of the things about being a fan of radio is you want to hear yourself or your name on the air. Of course. So it's like, hey, is this track hot or not? And then the, I was like, don't comment. Call me. I'm going to put your voice on the air.
0: And the phones just blow up. That's crazy. And now there are people from just not even just Nashville all around because TikTok is, you know, wild. Yeah. It's not just one. and and it it opposed it it's a
1: good problem to have uh but the problem is is it's like I'll, I'll get a call from you know Megan and she lives in California let's say or f- you know Florida but for the sake of live radio hey yeah. I'm talking to you know Kelsey in in Nashville Kelsey what do you think of the song <laughs> right so, exactly. but keep it they, to- they totally get it I'm like but for the sake of live radio you're gonna be from Smyrna
0: Okay. That's fine. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's a good point, right? Because radio has to deliver local. That's what makes radio radio and, you know, be able to kind of stand out from the streaming channels, but yet you still you still do need to kind of consider that global audience you have available to you right now. Yeah. That's gotta be a tough balance to, to strike. Yeah, it
1: is. Especially when you're in there live doing your show, spinning multiple plates (laughs) and you're like. Okay, I gotta I gotta deliver on the air. I gotta segue all my stuff. I gotta cut these phone calls that are coming in from TikTok, all all while I'm live on the air and live on TikTok. So you're like just balancing just all these plates, and sometimes you just you just like screw up. But people kind of like that. Yeah, it's like well, he's just a regular person, just like us. Like that's kind of cool to see him mess up like that.
0: Right, and actually even you know, solidifies the, you know, the relevance of radio, the fact that you stuff like that happens where it's not just a, a generated playlist that gets spit out. Yep. It's on you know, what you like and listen to most often.
1: Yeah, there's, there's no net. Uh, when I first got here, I'll, I'll be honest, I was doing, I would voice track each hour while I was there. Yeah. Wow. Because it's like, this is such a big city. I don't want to screw up. And then my boss started challenging me. Well, and i did it okay. i did it ju- did it just to prove them wrong honestly and now doing afternoons every single break is live there's no net if i mess up i got to roll with it i got to try to you know poke fun at myself i got to make up for it or oh, i just bit my tongue these wings are so good you have no idea like try to just roll with it you know and you're only as good as your next break
0: so just keep going right right i mean that's awesome it's actually really cool to hear that You know, that that stuff only adds to the mystique now because in the older days of radio, everything had to be perfect and polished and buttoned up and tight, you know, and it's great to know now you could be a little more human and just, you know, have some fun with it. So, yeah,
1: I mean, just think like if if you went to, you know, someone's job and they were a chef, it's like, would you would you expect them to, to have to to nail it every single time, every time, all the time? Right. It's like, well, no, they're a person. Yeah. So right. that's why, and I think that's why I've had people reach out to me and say, Hey, I caught that where, where I would like, you know, mess up. I'm like, damn, And they're like, it just, it strangely made me like you more.
0: Yeah. I'm like, I can't explain it, but I'll take it. You know, yeah. try not to do it more often, but, but we'll take it. Exactly. So PM drive was something you always wanted to get to. You're there now, you know, what are you looking towards next? I mean, looking towards the future, you know, what's next for, for Jr.
1: Well, you know, I I just want to you know uh, keep consistently having strong ratings here in this uh, PPM market. It's so interesting how it all works. It's very very different from back home in Portland. It's very more cutthroat. It's very more matter of fact. But I would like to just keep you know consistently having good ratings, and I'd love to eventually become syndicated. And and I think what what I what I want to accomplish there is like a weekly Saturday night mix show. And I don't want it just to be music, I want to be able to host it and I want to be able to you know like um you know recently for example I I host a Friday night mix show here on the air and I just had a very popular creator on TikTok call in. I recorded like a 15 minute interview with this person, chopped it up, of course, and then yeah. aired it aired it throughout the hour. <clears throat> I love to do more things like that with artists, with influencers, with TikTok, you know, with with music. And almost take how you would do your ordinary broadcast, but infuse it with like a four-hour mix show. Yeah. Nice. So that that's eventually where I want to get. And I, I want to get to the point where, you know, I'm I'm doing so well on TikTok that I'm making as much money with that that I am being a full-time broadcaster. That's my
0: goal. Wow. I mean 26,000 followers. You're you're getting there. We're trying, yeah. man. We're trying. And it's crazy how quickly one video can change that 26,000 to 206,000 really quickly. I mean, it doesn't You're not kidding. Yeah. It's 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 so,
1: it's so cr- like I still don't understand exactly how it all works. I'll be honest with you, but I just I had a video that I posted this past Friday I believe. And it's sitting at about 200,000 views, a hundred thousand yeah. of those came overnight. Holy moly. And I'm like, what, what, what? And then your, you know, follower count just keeps going up. And, and w- w- one of the best things you can do is go live because then all those people that come across that one video that they like and they follow you, they get to see what you actually do and what you're actually all about. Right.
0: That's tough. You're like driving in two lanes at the same time, you know, so. You ain't kidding. Yeah. Yeah. But I get, you know, I get that. Honestly, sometimes I have to step back
1: from, you know, social because it it can get to a point where it can kind of hurt my broadcast. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, this comes first. This other stuff is only supposed to be extra. So sometimes I got to keep it in my mind. Okay. Take off a night or two. Right. So you can really dial it back in because when you're trying to talk to two different active audiences at the same time, it's it's just a, all while taking phone calls and editing and playing, it's just, you're bound to mess up. You know, yeah. your your margin for error is just significantly increased. So sometimes right. I gotta tell myself, yo, know, just relax a bit, just dial it back. Everything is okay. Take a minute. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but then at the same time, you sit there and you go, the nature of, You know social media and TikTok and in that universe it's so fast it's so immediate that things can change very rapidly i can't take my foot off the gas for a second because someone else might drive right in that lane no (laughs) exactly
1: it's 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 scary yeah you just you you just got to try to keep going but you don't want to just you don't want to get burnt out on it per se you know
0: yeah yeah well you're doing a heck of a job i mean you're you're radio djing your 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 video <laughs> broadcasting I don't even want to call it video casting now and vlogging vlogging in every way shape and form you know you're still out there DJing which is awesome to see I mean you're finally
1: just- gigs again dude gosh I missed them so much there's nothing like rocking a prom with 700 just raging students just like man we we are right, so we did a lot of our gigs in Gallatin this year um, I think five of them were there out of six so there's a huge barn and then there's a small barn for the smaller schools. Okay. We had we had this smaller school in there and within the first 20 minutes we had them jumping so hard that they cracked the hardwood floor. <laughs> oh my
0: god. <gosh>.
1: snapped it. <laughs> Oh my God. So everybody, everybody had to get
0: back. They couldn't jump anymore. Cause they were going to fall in all through the floor. Yes. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> like on one hand, you're like, that's awesome. But on another hand, you're like, oh my God. You know? Well, yeah, because your scary. gear
1: starts waving and walking right. like all over the like You're like, oh my God, no, not my speakers.
0: Right. I've, I've done gigs on in barns like that, where you can feel your, you know, your whole system bouncing up and down. You're like, oh my God, please hold on. Oh, it's you scary. Know, all your,
1: your heart just like,
0: it goes so fast. Yeah, oh, I'm sure. Well, it, it's awesome to see. I mean, again, you know, congratulations to you, you know, from overcoming those challenges that you had personally to just get yourself into the radio field, you know, to in, in, innovating, you know, sort of vlogging into radio broadcast, you know, to now working in major market radio and looking forward. I mean, it, it's 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 awesome. And I mean, it's it's a really great journey. So, you know, kudos to you and I'm um, I'm really happy to to know you.
1: Well, yeah. dude, thanks thanks so so much. Uh, you know, if if I don't. I don't know why Rob ever took me under his wing. He still <laughs> hasn't given me a clear answer to this day. Right. Um, but I just have to say, you dealt with a lot. I. I thought I was a, a know-it-all when I first got into broadcasting. Of course, now looking back, twenty twenty hindsight, I can admit that. Yeah. Um, I thought I was so innovative, and maybe you know part of that, rightfully so. Um, but I. I definitely wasn't easy to deal with and it's just really cool that you were my first ever pd yeah and it's kind of neat to be able to reconnect with you now um and i've honestly i've only ever had three so that's kind of that's kind of cool you know yeah but i would be i would i would be doing myself a disservice if i didn't bring this up on your show today (laughs) because i told myself when you asked me i was like i gotta bring this up because it's the funniest thing so when i when i first got involved working with you and in the queue it was as a mix show dj right and i'm like i'm going to pull out all the tricks i didn't I, I did not understand look these are the songs in our power category these are our recurrence these are our goals like these are i was like no i'm go, i'm going all out four to the floor look, look out you know right who cares and you, about format right because I, I didn't i didn't understand it no i didn't go to school for this so sure i was like you're trying to like dial me back and then we finally got to a point but where yeah we, we got to a point where we're like okay this is this is cool this is what we're after but rob was like let's do what you want man <laughs> thing, he was like he taught me everything i should know and everything i shouldn't of you course, know right so we, we got to a point where it was all good but i still wasn't even hired which was like technically not even allowed i guess right. you were an intern essentially yeah so yeah. Mike Rovin used to pay me in gift cards to restaurants. <laughs> Did I really? Yes. Locked that out. <laughs> several times, right? And so, so the, the the funniest part about it <laughs> is I went to said restaurants several times. And every time there was a sign on the door that said, sorry, we moved. Or oh, sorry, it- we're closed. Oh, my and God. It was just to me, it was like... <laughs> I'm just like crying thinking about it. It's so funny. It is just like
0: card guy. Put the sign on the door. Yeah, close
1: to me. It was like, you got to pay your dues. And I wanted to bring up that story because one of the funniest, you know, it's one of the funniest things that ever happened. And I get asked a lot from people, well, Jr., you make it seem so easy. How do you get involved? It's like, I think anybody that's ever worked in in broadcasting will tell you, you don't find it. It kind of finds you. Right. Right. And there's there's no one direct way to get in, you can go to school, you can start as a mix show host, you could start on the ground floor working for the promotions team. There are so many different ways for you to start, but just know, just get your foot in the door and just pay your dues because it'll all be worth it.
0: Yep. Yep. I mean, the same is the case for me. I did go to school for sort of communications production, whatever the case was. I didn't, I wasn't set on working in radio though I was really into it from a young age like you but it found me, right? There was an instructor who knew someone that worked at a radio station and they were looking for some part-time help. You know, it all just kinda, it just happened. So, but then you're right. I started to do all the things. I was only hired to be a weekend overnight take transmitter readings guy. But, you know, I just did all the things I wanted to do. It turned into a 20-year career to be able to be a PD and work with guys like you. So it 20 was really cool. years, dude. That's so cool. Yeah, a little more. You know, 20, yeah, 21, 22 years all in total with the part-time work I did after I left the queue. And that was a tough wow. gig for me, you know, because I came into that radio station where the program director before me essentially put that radio station on the air. He created it. Yeah. He ran it for 25 years or however long it was, something around that ballpark. And then he kind of just got pushed out corporate radio, a whole nother podcast. <laughs> he kind of just like dropped it in my lap and like, here, good luck. So it was that was a really, really tough, you know, gig for me. I, I catch a little flack for it these days. You know, I, I have a lot of regrets, but, you know, it, that's life. Um, but, you know, it's kind of to walk into that situation where, you know, someone else was almost like here, g- gave me their baby and said, raise it, you know, and, oh, gosh. Uh, did my best, but you know, it was definitely a challenging situation. And also I was going through a lot of personal life changes at that time too. So, right. um, you know, I'm grateful for the experience, but, um, uh, it was, it was tough. It was no, tough. like,
1: I mean, and, and I thought the buck stopped with you. I think that's, that's, I, and I, I remember speaking to you about this years ago. With literally like tears in my eyes. I was like, I was so hard on Roven because I thought he made every single call because I was so new in the industry that I didn't understand. Right. And and I'm and I just I remember being like, well, this is I, we would have like shouting matches on the phone. Yeah. I wouldn't I would never try to pull that with any PD ever. Right. Imagine but, Oh, geez, like you yeah. dealt with you dealt with so much, but because you did it allowed me to learn as i went like now i can look back and say dude i was a dinkhole. hole like why would <laughs> i had ever been like that but it's just because I, I i didn't i didn't know better i thought you were the say all end all of everything i was like oh the program director he must be the he must own the company yeah yeah i, I just i just didn't know i was so you know naive to it and this coming august is going to be seven years for me as wow. a broadcaster so that's yeah. still kind of still not that long right you know so yeah i'm 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 sorry for forever causing stress to to you <laughs> in any way that i did at the queue but i'm glad that we can you know all these years later kind of just kick it for a bit and just you know just seen, laugh at it you know
0: you know luckily one great thing about me is i i am kind of like dory in a sense where i can you know i i can forget very quickly i just i have a innate you know ability to be able to compartmentalize stuff so i think i've either Push a lot of that stuff away or blocked <laughs> it out or just moved Good. Of so Good. don't even worry about it. It's water under the bridge at this point in time. Excellent. Um, but thank you again. I know you're super busy. I don't want to hang you up for too much longer. I, I really appreciate your time and being here. Um, you know, I wish you nothing but the best. It's it's awesome watching your journey and, and keeping an eye on things. So we're, we're excited to see all the fun, crazy things that your favorite homie JR's got coming up for us.
1: They're coming, man. They are they are definitely coming. I got a few weddings coming up. I'm still doing the mobile thing as we, you know, talked about, but mainly it's just radio, 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 radio. So, yeah. Thanks again for having me. Continued success, and uh, I'm sure we'll keep in touch.
0: Yeah. What's uh so, f- you know, for anyone out there, what's the radio station you're on?
1: I am on Nashville's Hot 1067, the new Hot 1067. We actually just rebranded
0: uh last May. Nice. Yep. And then where can, uh, you know, people connect with you on social? Where are you out there? Socials, uh, all the handles are the same.
1: It's your fave homie JR. And I kind of do it like Y-A-F-A-V-H-O-M-I-E-J-R. So it's okay. like, just so you can keep it and Don't let you know, Disney hear that I'll get in a lot of trouble, but of course I'll be seeing uh, the rest. Hopefully. But yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. Um, yeah, it's all, it's all the same. Um, uh, my YouTube is YFH TV. I haven't done gig logs in a while. I just been, I just been so, they're so time consuming. I mean, you know, the stress of DJing weddings yeah. and then you throw on, well, I need to film and document the whole thing too. It's like, ah, uh, sometimes I just want to rock the gig. So yeah,
0: you just want yeah, to
1: play. That's where you can find me. And if you're in Nashville, tune in and call
0: me. I'd I'd lo- love to, you know, chat with you. And even if you're not in Nashville, he's going to say you're in Nashville one way or the other. So. Yeah. I'm talking to uh, Mike Rovin. He's in uh, Hendersonville, Tennessee. What's going on, Mike? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I'd love to actually come visit Nashville. So hopefully we'll be able to do that sooner rather than later. So That'd be great, my friend. That'd be cool. Yeah. So go give him a like and a follow. Check him out on all the channels and uh, lots of fun stuff. JR, once again, thank you so much for for doing this. I really appreciate it. Let's do it again soon. Absolutely. Thanks, Mike. We'll, uh, we'll uh, chat it up here soon again. Sounds great, man. Appreciate you, buddy. You too. We did it.
1: Boom.